stories brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I am your guest host, Johnny T. And my guest tonight is Michaela Cox. Michaela has had a life full of God's interventions through different circumstances and things that she's worked through. So welcome aboard tonight, Michaela. How are you? I'm good and you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's awesome to have you here. So tell me about your life. It's been interesting. I've been calling it to be 38 triple D. Nothing to do uh-huh. with parent size or physical appearance. So any guys out there listening, not what you think. It's a journey of going from much tribulation to thriving in all things to include lifelong disability of legal blindness, the first D, the second D, divorce at 26, and third D, death of beloved husband at age 38 and being thrown into solo motherhood for the last four and a half years. Oh, that's a lot to cover in the time frame that we have. It's so I understand that you were born legally blind. Is that correct? I was born totally blind, actually, at birth. Um, so this is a disability I've had my whole life. I've never taken a day or a breath where I didn't have screwed up vision or that I know any different. The only thing I've ever known is seeing through screwed up eyes, totally jacked up eyes. But I was born totally blind, no genetic family history or medical seeming reason for it. And then I do come from a background of faith, a Christian belief, more longer of my life than not. And our family believe that at seven months old, God did a miracle to grant me my sight, although be it be impaired, it was still a healing because I am able to see. I just struggle in that department. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, God still heals today, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Absolutely. So that was at a, obviously at a very young age. So you, you said you came from a family of faith. How did that impact you as a young person growing up? And how did that lead you towards your revelation of God in your own personal life? Well, I mean, I came into it. I mean, that's not to say that that makes you safe. I'm just saying I was around it my whole life. I mean, my parents were praying for a miracle before I even knew what faith or you know any of that was. And so the influence of God and religion and faith and prayer and healing was from the get-go as soon as I found out I was blind at you know two or three months old I have documentation of my medical condition going back to February of 79 trust me it's a thick file (laughs) (laughs) so like I said it's always been a part of my life so that was always an influence and then when I was like I don't know five five and a half like I think May of 83 I was born in 78 I I grew up in the church you know and then most of my education before college was private Christian I decided to make a profession of faith and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior and do my best I can to walk, you know, in that relationship, you know, through life, through all the challenges that have come my way to include from obviously birth, a, a disability. It's non-correctable. Just, so oh, it's I, non-correctable. Yeah. So I'll have it my whole entire life. There's no fixing it and live that way my whole entire life. Until God does another miracle in your life. Yeah. If he chooses to. Yes. But I meant far than the way we define it medically and what people think of when they think of that. Right. I understand. So having that background in faith and then making that uh, declaration of your own faith, how did that have an impact on your peers? Did God give you lots of opportunities to share your faith? Some, yeah. Off and on, especially as I was a teenager, I don't really know if it had an influence on my peers because I was not what you consider to be in the in crowd. (laughs) I was not in crowd. I had a very, most of my childhood as far as academically in school and and, and socially was extremely challenging. I mean, I was the redhead girl, which was quite obvious to everyone. There was no hiding my disability. So everybody knew I was the disabled kid. So I had a lot of challenges socially with friends, most of my childhood and adolescence and 
you know, while I was good at school and I worked hard, it was still very challenging and required a lot of work on my part. And with each age in school, we learned different skills, right? And we learned new things. So that meant a new challenge to work around my vision to be able to do that new thing or whatever. How did God help you with that? You want to call it teenage acceptance or non-acceptance of you, you know, with your disabilities, because it would have been tough growing up, you know, kind of a little bit isolated and things like that. So how did God make himself real to you to bring you through that in, in those years? I had a really strong family background with my parents. Um, at that time, that was probably what got me through all of it. As I got older in high school, I did have one or two good friends. And then I got into college and kind of, you know, late bloomer and blossomed out. And, you know, kind of what we see a lot of times people who have may have it good in high school, but maybe not so easy in college or vice versa. But then you have those few exceptions that managed you both well. <laughs> I was the one that had a hard time in high school and did great in college. I, I You couldn't pay me to relive middle school or high school, but college, heck yeah, I'll go back to college any day. So. <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, I, my faith, my family, you know, and I've always was taught to believe because the doctors really didn't have a good sense of what would all be involved in my disability. So they didn't know what to tell my parents what to expect or what she can do or not do. So they always kind of just said, well, let's see what she can do. And as long as she does her best, then we're good. So I grew up with, let's see what I can do and do my best and not give up, not quit, not stop, you know, be tenacious, be persistent, persevere, determined, strong-willed. I am a redhead. I am a Southern girl, fill in the blank. <laughs> if you tell me no, that's pretty much a sure bet of that it's going to happen if it's in my power. And I don't know yeah. any other version of this expression. So I'm just going to say it. It's kind of like um, you can hold my beer and sit back and watch. Or if you prefer grape juice, then hold my beverage and sit back and watch me go. So that's pretty much what yeah. I do. And I do what I have to do and get it done. Right. But God's obviously created you that way. He creates yes. everybody individually. So obviously it's for a purpose. You yes. know, so with those gifts and those strengths and so on, how did that carry you through life? So let's let's move on into, you know, a few later years. How did that help you along that path? And, and what happened next in your life when you got out of college? Well, I did like most people do. You meet someone in college and you date and you get married and, and that first run at marriage, it did not go so well. And it was not your usual circumstance. And so it was very challenging and very difficult. And I decided that I had to leave it. And a lot of things that I learned early in life with the disability of how to think outside the box and to overcome and persevere and thrive and all that stuff, you know, and just do what you be tenacious and grit, if you want to call it that, is a, a skill set that you can use no matter what the circumstances, because it still works the same way. It's kind of like muscle memory. So even though divorce was a totally different situation, it still helped me get through that season. Because mm. overcoming is overcoming is overcoming, whether my tribulations are the same as someone else's or different or vice versa. If you choose to overcome, you still have to overcome things in like matter in the same way because it's the same skill set. So often what I learned early in life to cope with the disability, I have found advantageous and beneficial with getting through other things such as the divorce. And then four and a half years ago, we lost my husband and the father of my at the time three and six year old who are now eight and 11. It got me through that as well. Still getting through it. Yeah, that would definitely be a, a difficult challenge for sure. But as you said, God gave you the tools to use in all those different circumstances, right? So yeah. he's there for us, whether we know it or not. Right. And, and giving us like preparation and, and those kind of things for, for the journey that he has us on. Yes, correct. You said that you, you lost your husband, he passed away. And so obviously the journey's been challenging and difficult for you since that time. Raising two kids on your own won't be easy. But how has God met you in those situations? You've had a life full of God's hand and his provision and his strength and his purpose and things like that. So again, you know, working through that situation and 
from that point to, to where you are now, how has God proven himself to you? I mean, it's not always been easy and in no way am I here saying I have all the answers or that, you know, I get it right all the time. You know, I'm not saying that I do what I do because through all these experiences that I've had in life, I feel like I've gained wisdom and truth that I can share what I've learned. I'm not saying that means it's the end all be all or that I'm perfect and have it all together. Some days are a lot messier than others. We're all human, right? But I can share what I've learned in my message and my story. And that's all I'm here to do. And hopefully it helps someone along the way of whatever they're going through, maybe empower them or inspire them to find their own way. But I do know, and some of the stuff I knew already, but it's one thing to know it in your head and believe it, but it's another thing that when you go through it and you really see it in action, it doesn't mean we didn't believe it before. It's just a different type of level of knowledge. You know what I mean? I haven't had to struggle for anything financially since the passing of my husband. And that's kind of interesting considering what you would expect for someone who's disabled and a single woman, single mom and two kids, but we do. Okay. I mean, we're not rich, but it's kind of like that song. You may not get, always get what you Can't want. Always get what you want. Yeah. You get what you need. And yeah. Not been a day over the last four and a half years where, whether it be finances, whether it be emotional support, whether it be whatever that I was lacking. I, I've been thinking about it for a while as kind of like a widow's portion, a daily portion of. Oh, say, yeah. You know, that. Yeah, for sure. He yeah. asked her to uh, make him a meal yeah. and she said, I only have enough oil left yeah. for, for one meal, oil and flour for one meal. And he says, well, make me a meal anyway and God will provide. And yeah. that's what he did. He filled up those never ending jars of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I feel like daily saving grace of widow's portion. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and God puts those things in the word for us to learn from them, right? You know, when we when we come across different situations like that. One thing that you said made me think of something else. You were talking about, you know, knowing something is true, but living it out is sometimes entirely different, right? And I think that's the same with our faith. You know, it's not just a matter of knowing that God exists and that God's alive and, and Jesus is our savior, but living that out every day can be somewhat challenging. When life gets hard and the seasons are more in the valleys than they're not, it kind of makes the rubber, you know, meet the road. So, Yeah, that's right. And he, he's the God of the mountains and the God of the valleys, right? Yeah. He's the same God, you know, yes. with all that experience and your strengthened faith and things like that. I realize that you've written some books yes. to capture some of those things. So tell me about your books. Okay. Where do you want to start? There's currently eight right now. Oh, you've written eight books. I didn't realize, yeah. I didn't realize you've written eight books. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been writing since I was like in second grade. Now, obviously what I wrote in second and fourth grade is not what I write now, but it's what I do. It's a calling. I feel like it's my purpose. It's who I am. It's what I do. If I'm not writing, I'm thinking about it. I'm constantly planning and I'm like, okay, brain, you really need to shut up because you've already given me enough books and I can't write fast. But it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have as a writer. But the most recent one that dropped in June on Amazon was called Now I See. And it literally is walking the reader through what it was like to travel that journey of 38 triple D being a child and being being born blind and being healed and what it was like growing up as a kid with a disability and then fast forwarding to what life was like after a horrific first marriage and then getting divorced and then daring to find love again and then a little bit of that journey but then nine chapters on what it was like to travel the last four and a half years and then the last part of it is like just the lessons I've learned from all that my truths you know, so that's the most recent one that I kind of like really talks about what we're talking about, a deep dive of more expansion of this conversation we're having right now. Did do one, We the People, that was more of about just understanding our country. I have a series on motherhood, my journey as a mom. I have a series that I wrote, not children's books, but wrote for my children that really has to do with in 
what I want them to know as they take with them on their own journey and how we as parents can maybe be more intentional about the legacy we want to leave our kids with the wisdom and truth we want to raise them with. Oh, and then the other one I did, I guess it was June of 2020 when that one dropped, was the series on presenting food for thought about faith and spirituality and scripture and how does that work with our culture and just starting a dialogue about it. And that's called Scripture, Spirituality, in Our Culture Today. It's five series. And then at some point, I'm probably going to start a six series that builds off of the spiritual one, but makes it for more like for youth and teenagers and college students from their point of view. Oh, very cool. And what kind of response have you been getting? Like, I know that uh, authors get feedback from the readers and things like that. So obviously, when you're writing, you're leaning on God to give you the right words to say and, and what topics to discuss and things like that. I've only been really publishing like crazy for the last two years. I mean, like I said, I've always written, but just like really you know, just turn them out. And I've gotten some good feedback on Amazon, not as much as I would like, because I'm still learning the ins and outs of the more not fun stuff of publishing, like marketing and advertising. Right. Yeah. 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 Your brain doesn't want to do, but you have to. I'm a writer only. (laughs) I hire people for the other stuff too. I'd rather clean house than edit. (laughs) (laughs) So I pretty much just, my wheelhouse is writing and speaking, but I'm getting there. You know, it's a process. It's a learning curve, but I hope through maybe podcasting more or speaking that I'll be able to grow it to where I need it to be. And hopefully God wants it to be, you know. He doesn't give you something if he doesn't have a purpose for it, right? Exactly. You know, so yeah, definitely that's going to kind of blossom and, and touch lives. Like those are all really poignant things to talk about, especially in this day and age. People need that message of hope. People need to understand that God is real and God does miracles and God works in your life and in, in everybody's lives. Uh, you know, no matter how deep or dark the situation is, God is still there to help us overcome. That's a strength of yours is that as you talked about that overcoming nature that he's given you and to communicate that. Absolutely. So if you were going to give our audience one thought about God, what would that be? You can't summarize God in one thought. He's God. He's all encompassing. No, I'm kidding. I I, I understand that. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a wide topic. I I don't know so much specific to religion, but what I do know is what I've been saying a lot as far as like the call to action. And I will give you what you asked. But what I would say is life is a choice. It either gets to define us or we get to find it and that you need to choose well and live your best life because you get one shot and do it well so you can thrive. And I guess that would tie into the faith as well, because going and walking in our faith, God did call us to a life of abundance and to thrive. He didn't want us not to thrive. Yeah, I think there's a lot of wisdom in in that, you know, because as I said earlier, the times are dark and the times are empty for a lot of people, you know, so they need to be able to reach out to God to understand that he is their provider, right? Their Jehovah Jireh, for sure. So any last thoughts? No, that's just really what I believe is obviously my faith first and foremost. And, you know, God will see you through it all, you know, no matter how hard or how grimace it may look, you know, and daunting. And I would say that if I can do it, anyone can do it because of what I've walked through. But then again, I've not had to walk what other people walk through, but faith in God and knowing that life's a choice and you can either let it define you or you can define it and giving it your best shot and traveling your journey well so that you thrive. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here with us on the show today. I really do appreciate it. Sounds like you've had a really amazing journey, you know, with God and and it's so encouraging. You have a tremendous testimony and I have no doubt that God is going to continue to open doors for you. 
Thank you for your kind words. And I'm glad I got to hopefully provide good content for your listeners that hopefully is empowering and inspiring. Oh, absolutely. I hope we can talk again sometime in the future and I look forward to seeing more of your books come out into the marketplace. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yeah. God bless you so much. You too.
hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.